Welcome to What I Know Now, a School Sport New Zealand podcast that's all about the value of sport. I'm Mike Summerall, the CEO of School Sport New Zealand, and we're getting into the biggest issues and questions that young people have when it comes to being involved in sport. When you're playing sport growing up, it can be hard to know how to balance being active with your studies. Plainly, it's important to do well at school, but if you have the pressure of wanting to perform or train with your team, it can be tricky. Amelia Kerr knows this struggle better than most. A cricketing protege who's been playing for the White Ferns since she was 16, she's a veteran of balancing schoolwork and university study with the demands of international level sport. Amelia has juggled her education throughout her pro career, which has included two World Cups, numerous overseas tours and playing domestic cricket in Wellington, Brisbane, England and India. What's great about her is she has real insight into how she's managed it. So even if you're not playing sport to a high level, you can use her approach to the same good effect. The really encouraging thing is she talks about how playing sport actually has helped her studies, not hindered them. The way sport has helped her to be organized and to commit fully to the time she sets aside for her work. Again, it's really relevant to anyone, regardless of the work they're doing or the sport they're playing. Enjoy. Hey, thanks for being involved. I don't know if you know much about us, but we're School Sport New Zealand. The purpose of the podcast is to, I guess, try and celebrate the value of sport and um, talking to people that have come through the system and gone on to do pretty amazing things uh, in all walks of life. So uh, your name came shining through, obviously, for your accolades as a, as an international cricketer while you were at school. Um, so what we were thinking of was how you might balance that through your schooling and how you've carried on and you know, really trying to pull out some of the really important parts of being involved in sport. Yeah, kia ora. Thank you for having me, Mike. Yeah, I think I came into, I guess, professional sport at a pretty young age. I got my first White Ferns contract at 16 and I was just very fortunate with the school I was at in Tower College and the principal I had was very supportive of me and, and wanted me to go do my cricket and, and achieve my dreams and, and my goals and that. So I think the key for me was communication skills and being organised. In my last few years of school, I was obviously away with New Zealand tours and playing in leagues around the world. So it was almost as if I did some of my school online as a correspondence student, which is probably what's happening a bit more now with covid so I just had to communicate well. And then when I was at school, they all, the teachers almost fast-tracked me in terms of what assignments we had coming up. And if I could get them done, I guess, earlier, it allowed me to go overseas and focus on my cricket a bit more while ticking off some work when I could. But, um, yeah, it was just organisation and, and communication and having um, a supportive school and, and family around me. Yeah, Amelia, it sounds like you're a bit ahead of your times with the world we're trying to deal with with COVID. But um, you talked about support. Uh, what does that type of support look like for a 16-year-old dealing with things that probably most other 16-year-olds would never dream of trying to deal with? What do those support mechanisms look like for you to be able to do what you do? I'm a big believer in having a good support network and surrounding yourself with good people. So I've been very fortunate with that throughout my whole career and life. So, yeah, for me it was I had amazing coaches. I I was at a school I loved and, and teachers that were very supportive and understanding. And then my family, they understand cricket. My whole family's pretty much played cricket and they're never pushy and let, just let me do what I love. And I think that was the main thing. But, yeah, I had different people for different things in my life. 
which was important and made sure at a young age I still had that balance of being a kid, structuring my week so, you know, I could, you know, Monday to Friday I'd work and maybe do one session on the weekend, but the weekends were for friends and the weekends were for family. So I think as a young kid getting involved in professional sport, like, you know, you can do it for so many years and it's important to remember, you know, you're still a kid and and to enjoy life as well. So I think I was just very lucky with my family that I guess the messages I've been brought up with have shaped me in a way who I am today and helped me learn a lot. And it's kind of been both sport lessons, but also life lessons as well. And I think sport can teach you a lot about life as well and vice versa. What are your earliest sporting memories? I remember my older sister, Jess, who's in the White Fern, she loves sport basically as soon as she could walk. And then I didn't get into sport till I was about five and six. And mum and dad were like, oh, she's a late bloomer <laughs> at five, not throwing a ball around. But yeah, I think I got sick of watching Jess play. And so me and my mate joined the club in Tawa, played with boys growing up. So I remember my year eight cricket team playing for Tawa and we won the whole comp and it was a pretty special group. And then I got to play first eleven boys cricket. But I also grew up playing a variety of sports, sort of running, cross country, athletics, football. Yeah, it was very active growing up. And I think the main thing was I absolutely loved it. I've always been competitive, but I was always playing with, I guess I had a lot of cousins, so they were in my team and also mates as well. And yeah, you genuinely enjoyed turning up each day, playing the sport you love with your mates. I remember when I was a kid, I was wake up on a Saturday morning and it was raining and cricket would be cancelled and I'd cry. <laughs> but what am I going to do today? <laughs> so, yeah, I absolutely loved it and, and loved being around the people um, I was playing with growing up. You mentioned participating in, in lots of different sports when you were young. Do you feel that's important to get a breadth of, of opportunities as, as you're growing up? Obviously, you you specialised early given the ability and opportunity that you've been given. But um, what do you think about kids playing multiple sports when they're growing up? I think it's so important to not just, I guess, do one sport at a young age. I think the more you play, it's actually going to help with your other sports as well. The athletics and cross country, it helped with my fitness when I was playing football and cricket and and then just different ball skills as well that you get from playing other sports. And, you know, you meet new people as well because some people don't play all the same sports as you. So I think in terms of connection and and just having a variety because, you know, you're young and just get involved in whatever you can and you don't need to specialise until, I guess, you need to. But I think it, it does help and it often makes you better at the sport that you end up choosing. We touched on, obviously, your call-up at 16 years old into international cricket. Most secondary school students at that age are dreaming of playing at a national secondary schools competition instead of uh, putting on uh, that black fern. So it's a, it's an outstanding achievement. What did it feel like to get called up at, at such a young age and, and how did you cope with that? Yeah, it was a bit surreal. I remember, I think, when I was about nine years old, I had this, I loved writing as a kid and I had this little book and I wrote in it my dream, and it was to play for the Blaze when I was 16 and the White Ferns when I was 18. 
So it's been a childhood dream of mine. I used to go to the nets as a kid with dad and pretend I was a white fern, batting with Sophie Devine and Susie Bates. So, yeah, I think I got the call that I'd been selected for the white ferns on my 16th birthday. Dad was away, so it was just mum home, and I sprinted downstairs and told her I was just so excited. I just loved cricket, and it never felt like pressure to me or anything. I love training, and I still do. And, yeah, and I was just so excited to get involved with the White Ferns, a team that I'd looked up to. I went into that environment and just felt very welcome straight away. They were very good to me. And it's amazing to see how far the game has come since then. I remember my debut, it was on live stream playing in Lincoln. Now we play, if we're in Christchurch, we're at Hagley Oval and we're on TV. So even in my short career so far, it's, um, yeah, growing a lot. And, yeah, I never got nervous or anything, just was super excited that I got to, I guess, live out my childhood dream. You mentioned training. Obviously, you, your schedule is is very, very hectic, travelling all over the world, playing for various teams all over the world. How do you put that into balance? How do you manage to balance out your cricket, balance out the time for yourself? And I know you're still involved with with education and that's important to you. How do you manage to find the time to fit all that in? I guess for me, I'm doing what I love, so it never feels like a chore, but it does get pretty busy when I'm at home and then we're at camp every second week. So again, I think it's the skills I learned while I was at school with traveling that I've got to be organized You've got to communicate well and so it's a bit just about planning my my weeks really well and um, there's a lot of trainings but I love training so I probably fill my days a lot with training but I do believe in balance and I think at the moment I'm doing some really cool work with I Am Hope as well so it's probably been the busiest few months of my life actually with training and getting this done where I'm creating videos for mental health at the moment but it's nice to have that something away from cricket and for me to switch off now I am um, I'm very close with my family and my friends so seeing them but I also really enjoy hanging out by myself whether it's journaling writing or I recently bought a camera so I'll just go for a walk around nature listen to some music and take photos and kind of just helps me decompress if I'm ever feeling stressed or or just need a break so that's really important for me as well, but I enjoy being busy. I struggle when I'm not, so I probably keep myself a bit too busy sometimes. What type of student would you have described yourself as uh, growing up? It'd be good to ask my teachers that, but um, (laughs) I've definitely always wanted to please people. I've always been a people pleaser and everything I do, I want to do it well. I think as a kid, I was always just striving to be perfect, which has its faults doing that as well but it's probably a a good thing in some regards so I think I I did work pretty hard at school I was also social so I enjoyed being with my friends but I think one thing that I guess my family has always kind of taught me is respect so I um, definitely with my teachers and stuff always respected them and kind of saw it as if people would wear incorrect uniform to school I'd think, well, you wouldn't wear incorrect stuff to a training, a team training. So, yeah, I worked hard and then enjoyed, definitely enjoyed lunchtimes and and stuff with my mates and had a big friend group and 
we're all super close still to this day. So I worked hard and I guess I had to because of being away so much and the school being so good to me. I wanted to, I guess, give back as well. We've talked about being organised, having that balance. You've had a career of huge highlights so far and it hasn't, and you've only been in it for a, for a short amount of time, dare I say. Um, and obviously what stands out is your world record 232 runs against Ireland. Uh, you must have been seeing it like a beach ball, but just for good measure, you went and took five wickets for 17 runs. It's one of the most outstanding performances of uh, any New Zealand athlete. How do you get yourself in a mindset to perform at that level, given how busy you are through the week and and leading into a performance like that? Yeah, I guess for me, I just find cricket such a happy place. I think with anything you do in life, to be at your best, you've got to understand your role and you've got to have clarity. And I think I've always been quite clear on that in, in cricket. So for me, it's I love it and I feel like I know exactly what I need to do. So as soon as I get out on the field, nothing else matters. It's all about what's in front of me, what I need to do. So I find whenever I train or play, I'm very focused and I can get into a zone. And I just think, yeah, it's just one of those days that will probably never, ever happen again. But, yeah, I got the opportunity to open the batting and at that time I wasn't a batter for the White Ferns and I wanted to be. So I just wanted to, I guess, enjoy it and strip it back, not overthink anything, and that's kind of what I did. And before I knew it, 50 overs in, I was on 232 and, yeah, I hit a few sixes, which never happened. I was like, well, I could hit the ball harder at 17 than what I do now. What happened? (laughs) It was a bit surreal and... Yeah, I just find that when I'm clear in my game plan, nothing else matters and I just go out and play what's in front of me. And and when I get into a battle and compete, that's when I'm at my best. Why do you think it's important to be involved in sport? Yeah, I think sport is massive. It's been a massive part of my life. And um, one, I just think being active is so important as a young kid growing up in any way, shape or form that may be. I think for me, it's the connections and the friendships I've built from the years of playing sport as a kid. Yeah, they're memories I'll always remember. You get to go on pretty cool trips at times with with those mates as well, but you just meet a variety of different people. You have connections for life and you're out there in the rain or in the sun running around and and enjoying Saturday sports and, and trainings. And I just think as a kid, you know, it's important to get involved as as much as you can, whether it's sport, music, academic or, or anything. But, yeah, I just think sport's so important and to be moving as a kid and, and be active, it's so important because it obviously is a healthy lifestyle as well. So, yeah, but I think, yeah, the friendships and the connections you build and a bit of mental toughness and resilience as well through pushing yourself to the limits as well, but... Yeah, if you can make a few friends along the way, then it's all worth it. I guess another line, and, and obviously uh, you've talked about it today, is is the role of family. Those networks are so important, obviously. And one of the challenges we have with school sport is, is engaging our young people and, and wanting them to be involved in sport. Would you have any messages for parents to get involved in sport? Yeah, as a parent, you want to support your kids and and whatever they decide to do. And ultimately, as a parent, you just want your kid to be happy. I know with my parents, they were amazing throughout 
my childhood sport. And what I know is that they never, ever pushed me into doing anything. It was all from me. And I think that's extremely important. I think as a kid too, you know, you're growing up and you probably feel like you want some independence. So when your parents tell you to do something or do this, you don't really want to be told. So I guess if you can support your kid as much and you're a bit of a taxi driver, really, take them to and from their games and support them. But they're going to keep playing if they love it, not if you love it as a parent and letting your kids I guess, choose the sport they want to play and and let them enjoy it, whether it's, you know, for higher honours or for just making friends and hanging out with people. I guess one thing I've learned and my dad's involved with kids' sport at Indoor Cricket Centre is it's just the enjoyment factor and the people you're around because when you're that age in five, ten years' time, you're never going to remember the results. So if you can be a good teammate, make people feel special and, and encourage others and go out there and enjoy it and have fun. It's the main thing because, you know, when I was 12 years old, I don't remember which games I won or lost, even though at the time it feels like a World Cup final to you. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. We're, we're very good at that in New Zealand, aren't we? You've carried on with uh, with education since you finished school. I think you're studying at, at Massey. Have you found that the lessons you've learned from sport can be translated into how that can support you in education? Yeah, 100%, I think. Um, there's so many lessons in sport that relate to life as well, balance being one of them. And I guess sport is a roller coaster. You know, you have your highs and your lows and I guess learning how to ride them as best as possible. And that's the same as life. Life can be pretty tough sometimes and it can be amazing at other times as well. So it is similar in that regard to sport. And I finished school and I guess my family are all teachers. So I've been surrounded by teachers and growing up, I'd seen a lot of people struggle. So I've always known I wanted to help others. And I was very busy with cricket, but I knew I could probably do some sort of uni work online part-time. So I picked up a BA majoring in education and sociology and did that the first few years I was out of school. And then last year, about this time, I stopped the paper I was doing as I was, didn't go to England and my mental health was at its lowest. So stopped that, but I guess I was working for other things in my life. And it doesn't necessarily have to be uni, that's your balance or something else. And I've got a lot of hobbies and interests. I started playing the guitar when I finished school as just a way to I guess switch off and, and pick up something else. And then at the moment now I'm doing this work with I Am Hope creating videos for mental health, which has been a lot more work than my uni paper. So I can always go back to my uni paper when I want and I, I will in the future. But I think, yeah, it's important to have that. And you don't necessarily need to know what you want to do when you finish school either. Like there's so much in this world, there's so many different things. So you've got time and you don't need to have it all worked out at 18 I guess having interests and, and things you're passionate about is so important because it gives you some sort of purpose and something to look forward to. What messages would you have for young people dealing with adversity, whether in sport or just generally in life? I guess as you go through life, it's never, ever going to be smooth sailing for anyone. And I think it's important just to be kind and to be empathetic towards others. You never know what someone else is going through. We all speak about physical health and 
I guess there's a spectrum to that. Everyone And everyone has physical health and it's the same with mental health. We all have mental health. We just sit somewhere differently on that spectrum and we can go up and down depending on, I guess, what's going on with life. So through adversity, it's just so important to talk to people when you feel ready and just knowing that no feeling's permanent and whatever you're going through, it will pass. And to use the people around you, to be kind to yourself as well. We often are our worst bullies, so keep looking after yourself and, and the people around you and don't be afraid to speak up. Thank you. You've obviously played at such a high level at such a young age. How do you think the lessons that you've learned might actually apply to those playing in the, the third 11 of their cricket team at school? Yeah, I think what I've touched on previously is just enjoying it and, and loving what you do, whether you're an international sports person or playing for your school or your club team, you're always going to get the best out of yourself if you enjoy it. And I think the other thing is be a good teammate as well, no matter what level you're at. If you lose and you're a good teammate, people want to be around you. So, yeah, if you can be a good person, get around your team, whatever you le- level you play at, that's, that's really important. And the enjoyment factor as well and turning up and being respectful and for me when I was a kid playing for Tawa and now playing for the White Ferns the thing that's always stayed the same is that I've turned up and I'm playing with my mates and I love being around them and whatever level I'm at that doesn't change it's the enjoyment it's the connections and yeah the relationships you have from that and I still have the relationships from my 12-year-old cricket days and then now I have the relationships from the teams I'm playing in all around the world and it's pretty special, I think, how sport can bring people together and it doesn't matter what level you're at as well and that's a massive part to sport as well. It connects people and brings us together. How would you say sport has impacted on your ability to balance out the commitments you have? Yeah, I think... With sport in school or sport and study, it's been nothing but good. As I said, sport can be up and down or anything really. And I think if you have other things in your life, I guess it provides you with that balance and perspective so you don't ride the highs and lows as much. And, I mean, I'm not playing sport or training every single hour of the day, so... To have other things that allow me to switch off, I think is really important. And actually having that balance as a professional athlete helps me to perform better when I can switch off from the game so it's not all-consuming. And I think it's the same whether you're at, you're at school or playing sport or or if study's the most important thing for you, you know. Everyone needs a break and you can't just have one thing in your life. So if it is that all you want to do is study having sport or something else to get away to or or whether it is sport and getting away and having something else to, I guess, do because it doesn't take up your whole time and if anything, whether it goes well. If it goes well, it kind of, I guess, there's other things in your life and it provides a bit of perspective. And if it's not going well, you have something else to, I guess, give you that perspective and, and balance in your life because sport or study it's not everything I guess the one thing that matters and I guess it just helps you ride the highs and lows better when you have that balance and whatever you decide to do in life. Having come through the school sports system 
what would be your your hopes and aspirations for those that are coming through and, and looking to be involved in school sport? Yeah, I guess it feels like it's been a few years since I've been involved in school sport, but I think I guess having good teachers involved and good parents involved that can help drive it forward and providing kids with opportunity as well to play sport and, and have more opportunity. I know that I think just getting your students out and being active as well, even though not everyone wants to do that. I know that when I was at school, cross country was compulsory. And I just think for everyone, you know, you don't need to go and run it. You can walk with your mates you and take music around or whatever. So I just think if we can encourage everyone to get out and, and be active and you can encourage it in other ways, there's going to be kids that are more competitive and some that want to do it for the social side of things. But I think providing opportunity and and getting all kids involved and I guess there's a lot of kids to work with. So if you can make it as fun as you can for everyone and almost split it up into different levels so then you can balance out the skill levels and what people are there for as well. But having good people and the opportunity and more opportunity to go out and be active and, and enjoy it, whether that's school exchanges or whatever it may be. But, yeah, you just... I guess you want the kids to have fun and you want them to keep turning up. So if you can make it as enjoyable as you can, that's the most important thing. Amelia, you're inspiring a new generation of cricketers to the game. You're an amazing young woman and it's been an absolute pleasure having you here today. Yeah, as a cricket fan, I'm looking forward to supporting you in that in that White Ferns jersey and uh, hopefully celebrating some some huge milestones to come. But uh, I know on behalf of, uh, of all of our young people, they would thank you and... It's so amazing watching you do what you do on that world stage. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me as well. Thanks for listening and a massive thank you to Amelia for being involved. Hopefully you've taken away some of her experiences that you can apply to your own sporting involvement, whatever level you're at. If you did, please feel free to comment, review, subscribe, or share this podcast with your mates. It really does make a difference. This podcast has been produced by Raw Collective for School Sport New Zealand. If you liked it, check out some of our other episodes. It's an ever-growing resource helping you to navigate sport as one part of a well-rounded life. See you on the next episode.